0: where we talk, laugh, and sometimes bitch about the highs and lows of the past week. Including, is eating ice cream or playing video games at home while black the new driving while black? Is a pro-Trump viral video of a fake Donald killing people a very real case of hypocrisy? Is Facebook's defense of politicians lying in political ads protecting free speech or Mark Zuckerberg's bank account? Why did Gina Rodriguez stop singing the Fuji's ready or not on instagram and start singing demi lovato's sorry not sorry plus movie trailer reviews of charlize theron nicole kidman and margot robbie's biodrama bombshell and robert downey jr's post iron man comedy adventure do little and more I'm Kevin Williams, and I'll be recapping the week with my two incredible co-hosts, Anthony Toneshow Nunez.
1: Kevin, is it time for Halloween yet?
0: Yeah, it's about to get tricky, and there may be a few treats. And Trish, a.k.a. Danger. Oh,
2: I'm here for the treats. And <laughs> Okay, Whoa, let's get
0: God. this party started, Whoa. you guys. So, Danger, what was happening in the news uh, this what week? What
2: a week it was. Some residents of Atiana Jefferson's Fort Worth neighborhood have told reporters that they were hesitant to dial 911 even before a white officer shot the 28-year-old black woman through a bedroom window on Saturday, October 12th. Now, some in the overwhelmingly black and Hispanic area say calling law enforcement is too dangerous. It would have to be extreme to call, said Hale, a 51-year-old black man. It's not that I'm scared of the police, but you just don't know who you're going to catch on the wrong day. A neighbor had called a non-emergency police line minutes before the shooting, saying he wanted someone to make sure that Jefferson and her nephew were okay after seeing their door open late in the evening. When police arrived, they walked around the outside of the home instead of announcing themselves at the front door, and one officer fired his weapon at a window shortly after entering the home's backyard, striking and killing Jefferson as she was playing video games with her eight-year-old nephew. Aaron Dean, 34, did not identify himself as an officer before opening fire. On Monday, the Fort Worth Police Department announced that Dean had resigned from the department hours before he would have been terminated. Jefferson's death shattered the trust police were trying to build with communities of color in the Texas city of 900,000, which has long had complaints of racially unequal policing and excessive force. Jefferson's slaying was the seventh shooting by a Fort Worth officer this year. Has this and other incidents like it made you uneasy about calling 9-11? I,
1: I, I couldn't help but when when hearing about this story and, and hearing the facts about the story, just get more and more upset as more facts came through. Like this this neighbor, for example, did everything possible. He called a non-emergency number and the result was still tragic. And this made me think about uh, a story that I believe we might have covered here or about there was there was a man exiting a building with his child and he called the police on a man who was standing outside, who was who held the door, tried to go in. And the man, um, the man who he called the police on happened to be black, of course. And he said he was saying that that person calling the police on him, he he made he made a, a, a really aggressive movement towards him because. He said that the police could have come and killed him. and and I remember I remember hearing that argument and saying, and I believe this to be true because I I've heard of all the horrible stories that, that 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 have been going on in the news recently about unarmed black people being killed, and but but this story just makes that comment that it just I just thought back to that to that man and what he said, hey, calling the police on me even for something that might be trivial, because he, he was just waiting for a friend. It turns out. Um, it could be a death sentence, and this story proves that th- that is true. Here, this woman was doing everything possibly right, and the, the it was still a tragic outcome. And something else um, that that I felt I I, don't, I still don't understand why it happened, but they 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 shared a picture. She she was a a legal gun owner, and they shared a picture of, of her gun that was inside the room. And I still don 't understand why the police felt necessary to do that um, i haven 't I haven't found anything that says that, that she was holding her gun or any type of gun when she was near the window. If anything, they were saying that she might have been holding a game controller. so i don 't understand why the police felt the need to share the fact that there was a gun in the room, um, so that I feel like was just basically the police maybe trying to muddy, muddy the waters and um Kevin, did you hear anything about um the fact that the the policeman has been charged with murder at this point?
0: Yeah, okay, I heard that the that he has been charged and um I I, I the whole thing that really bothered me was the fact that they tried to say that oh, well, we fired uh he actually quit before we were going to fire him. Like they didn't have a chance to. Um he shoots a woman uh without identifying himself as a police officer. So let's say there's all these stand your ground laws, especially in red states. So let's look at it from her point of view. She's at home in her house at what? Three o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning, sometime late at night. And then she there's rustling outside her window. And she's a single woman with a child a small child, Mm -hmm. and so they don't identify themselves as police police officers or anything, they don't knock on the door, and and, then just shoot her on sight. There's no way they can, to me, uh, absolve the police or the way they handle it. Not only the shooter, but everyone involved, the other officer or officers that were there, um why they couldn't knock on the door why they couldn't yell get a bullhorn out or something if they were too afraid to go knock on the door Mm -hmm. um but but go in the back in in the back and just look through the window and start shooting um is abs there's no defense for it as far as i'm concerned and i absolutely agree mentioning that there was a gun in the house is is uh the basically whenever someone of color is shot by a police officer who turns out to be unarmed they will say that they were reaching towards their race band or they uh were moving aggressively or something and um in until a video comes out that shows that that didn't happen people just uh some people i should say are apt to just believe that yes whenever uh the police say that they felt threatened or they felt afraid that, that justifies them killing people that are unarmed because they were nervous or they felt afraid. And so police work isn't for everybody. And the whole idea of the neighborhood and people not feeling safe calling the police after this and many other incidences like it. I mean, I'm reminded of the other another thing in Texas that happened recently was the uh or the verdict what happened recently. The woman who was a police officer who claimed that she went into the wrong apartment because she thought it was her apartment and there was a black man Eating ice cream, and so she shot and killed him because she thought that it was some other guy in her apartment, and so she just shot him. So she didn't have time. No, it's like, wait a minute, this isn't my furniture. <laughs> those, those, That's not my bowl. It's not my ice cream. Just, just, anyway, I, I, I don't really know what to do with this. The idea of calling the police, um, I can't imagine how much pain the neighbor is in who was concerned about his neighbor and uh her nephew and trying to do the right thing you know you you, you'd hope that your neighbors care about you and are looking out for you but after something like this you know you would think twice about you know uh calling the police for help at least i would so i i don't know what to make of this um
1: it just Kevin, it, this also um this also echoes of that other case that we that, that recently just happened where that Australian woman called nine one one because she thought someone w- might have been being raped and when the police showed up then yeah up she shooting was she ended well. being
0: shot by the police that she That's was right. actually mm-hmm. trying to get help for someone who was being sexually assaulted and mm-hmm. so and that was even that that was uh important to bring out that that was a a white woman so this was not uh it, it is it is it isn't always racial uh these insanely trigger happy police officers this is not a job for everyone the screening the process not a, not not alone uh uh the issue of, of uh bias training but just i think some people just their demeanor um their amount of aggression their amount of of fear or their amount of uh, just lack of respect for other people's life and safety. Because if you only value your own safety versus the public in general, you should not be a police officer. Part of being a police officer means some intrinsic risk. And so the idea that anytime that you feel any kind of risk, you've, uh, that you just start shooting first and asking questions later, means you should not be a police officer full stop uh and the 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 other hard part of this story is the whole thing about neighbors because i don't know about how you guys but I don't actually know any of my neighbors right now and I've lived here for years. I don't even have the excuse of saying that I've like lived here for 15 minutes and so uh, that's mm-hmm. why I don't know my neighbors. I knew a neighbor a while ago and um, uh, once she moved away I have I have I met my new neighbors on one side of my house once and we've exchanged exchange pleasantries and that's it and so all I could think about instead of calling the police, why didn't that, uh, the gentleman who called Called the police call his neighbor but maybe he didn't have her phone number I don't have any of my neighbors phone numbers sadly so it it makes you think about a the getting to know your neighbors and uh and trying to do the right thing and how it can have horrible consequences and um and those of us who don't maybe trying to get to know our neighbors and so if there is something going on calling our neighbors first sadly before we call the police because it can take a dark turn and like you said tone i remember that there was a viral video about that case you mentioned where a man was somewhere in the bay area was in front of a building that was a security building and he was going to walk in to meet a friend after this uh, father and son and um, the father was calling the police and so of course the friend turned out to show up it was it was he was telling the truth he had a friend that was coming and uh, it, it the the idea that calling the police for something that should be a very simple thing to explain and uh and have no misunderstanding it honestly it can turn into a deadly encounter whenever you're interacting with police sadly uh, what do you think, Danger?
2: I think that the problem, or or the the root of the problem, is that time and time again we see people who are who appear to be completely terrified of people of color, and I I agree with you in what you're saying. Like maybe not everyone needs to be a police officer. I think there's got to be some level. Of um, not, you know, even before we get to the training level, there needs to be some uh, level of, you know, weeding people out when they're applying for jobs. I mean, there's got to be some way to do this because uh, this is this is becoming it's an epidemic at this point where you know there's just a, a, an excessive use of force and it's only against people of color because we see time and time again um these, you know, white people who are doing the same types of not not even not 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 even remotely close to this, but white people who are doing things that are that could be deemed terroristic. People going into banks, taking hostages, and yet because they're white, police are able to bring them out alive, unharmed. So there there's there's definitely a disparity here in the way things are being handled between People who are white and people who are of color. And I, I don't think it's news to anybody that for years and years and years we have painted people of color as less than human. And I think that it's become so deeply entrenched in American psyche that it, it isn't something that people can just say, um, I'm not racist. I, because fear is primal. And so even if you think, and, and perhaps these people do think that they don't have any racial bias, I think when it comes right down to fear, the truth really comes out. And we've been, I hate to say it, but we've been conditioned, we've been brainwashed. And by we, I mean white people. <laughs> we, white people, have been conditioned and brainwashed for years by the media and by our culture, to be afraid. And afraid of what? Right? I mean, what are what, what are we truly afraid of? Because if we just took the time to get to know people and and stop buying into this stuff that we see, you know, and, and we see it all the time on the media. We see um, people of color referenced as thugs and hoodlums and gangsters and, you know, all these derogatory terms that are that continue to perpetuate the cycle of fear and hatred and demeaning and demoralizing. So I'm not surprised that things like this are happening. I'm saddened. I'm ashamed. I'm disgusted. I think the only way to truly affect change uh, is to start, maybe, maybe they need to start testing people with those fear responses and really putting them through their... Paces where they have to be completely terrified in simulations and to see how they react. I don't know. Or or maybe we need to take an extreme stance where we where we don't go give police officers guns, where we give them tasers and 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 things that are not
1: Yeah, non lethal force. Forced. I
2: just don't understand why in some cases we use I mean I do understand, but I don't understand why it continues that in some cases we are able to use non-lethal terms, but when it comes with people, it comes to people of color, we're using uh, lethal force. And, you know,
0: you know, I've, one of the things you mentioned, I wanted to uh, I wanted to bring up uh, that I've actually, there's been so many videos on social media of what you're talking about. This instances where a white person has a confrontation with yeah. the police and they're cursing oh at gosh, the police they're and lunatic. they're yelling and they're in their yeah. face. And I've actually seen them push oh, the police and they managed, and they don't get no. shot. And yet other people are like, you know, at home eating ice cream and they're getting shot. And so it's like, what? Listen.
2: If you're a white person and you are listening to this, if you are someone who is not a person of color and you are listening to this, stop what you're doing. Take a note, watch the movie, The Hate You Give. Do not pass go, watch the movie. And then I want you to come back and I want you to call us, text us, tweet us, whatever, and then contribute to this conversation. Because if you're a white person and you haven't seen that movie, you need to see that movie right now.
0: Uh, wow. All right. Now, uh, another thing about implicit bias, there was a study I saw and I wish I had the exact name of it. But one thing that was so disturbing about it was um, what they did in this study was they had uh, people, uh, non-white, uh, I mean, white people look at images of uh, of uh, children of color of different ages. And for some reason, they almost always judged children of color or black children as being significantly older than they Mm. are. So if they saw an eight-year-old, they would judge him to be 12 or 13. If they saw a 12-year-old girl, she was 20 and so it's just this uh, it's the idea that you know i think that that people of color are scary and so they're a, they always appear to be a bigger threat so you see an eight-year-old and it's a 12-year-old or 13-year-old mm-hmm. um it's just it's all tied together and that's why i was saying that some people it, uh, police off being a police officer isn't for everyone it's the idea that whenever i feel threatened i feel the the least bit afraid uh, it's okay for me to unload yeah. and I think that until... Police officers start being held accountable. This isn't going to yeah. stop because we've seen so many cases of this where this does happen, and then the police officer, uh, a jury finds them yep. not guilty because they could just say I was I was afraid, mm-hmm. and that seems to be enough of a criteria. Well, well, that's I guess that's why you shot this that that case where that the, the there was a boy on a swing with like a water pistol, and he was they didn't even the the car the police car didn't come to a full stop before they shot and killed mm-hmm. that child, and it was just like oh well well we were afraid. Just like, and that's that's justification enough.
2: So I think I think one way that we can, perhaps, I mean, it's going to take some time to, to to weed the bias out of people, or to 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 train, or or remove it from our DNA. You know what? However we can do it, it's going to take some time. But I think in the short term, perhaps one solution would be. When we have these types of calls for welfare checks, things that are non, you know, when they're calling a non-emergency number, maybe they should dispatch a different team, a team that doesn't have weapons and a team that is, you know, just like a social worker type of thing where they're they're literally going out to see if someone is okay versus, um, you know, uh, some police officers rolling up in your house. I, you know, as a mom... As a single mom, I can't imagine being in my house and i and i can this can happen this can happen this has happened to me. We come in the house, one of my kids is the last one in the door. The door doesn't latch all the way, and the door's open. We don't even know the door's open, and we're in the house, you know, so this could happen to anybody at any time. You know, I could I could picture I was I was hearing the story and I was like, I'm sure that's exactly what happened. He probably came in behind her, didn't hear the door, didn't realize he didn't click the door all the way closed. And the door was open. They got in there in the room. They were playing. They were having a good time as a single woman in my house with my kids. If I hear someone in my yard and then I see someone in the dark with a flashlight, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be like, "Shh, shh, be quiet, be quiet. Get down. And I'm going to turn off the lights and I'm going to, I'm going to go look out the window, you know, and that could get me killed now. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, let's be realistic. That's not going to get me killed because I'm white and I live in a nice neighborhood and my neighbors would walk up and knock on my door. But imagine this guy, right? He's a black man. What is he thinking? I don't want to go knock on her door because what if the police are rolling through and they see me creeping around her house? I might get shot, right? Right. I mean, there's already this level. You know, there, there of, was, yeah, there's already this level of fear. Yeah, there was a,
0: yeah, there was a case of a man whose car broke down and I and I th- I thought, Oh my God, that could that could be any yes. of us. Well his car broke down somewhere in the middle of the night and so he 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 his his phone was dead. He goes to knock on someone's door to ask for help or to use their phone and he ends up being killed because they perceive him as a threat knocking on their door at night.
2: Yeah, I think that was actually in North Carolina and he was a college student
0: um yeah oh that's yeah that's the case that's the case and so it's just it's and they didn't just shoot him they shot him
2: multiple times
0: yeah so i i i I feel bad for the and and what do you do what do you Mm -hmm. do as a person of color how can you approach to to convey that you're not a threat being in your house in pajamas playing video games does not make you not a threat right
2: exactly Wow.
0: All right, so I guess let's move on to the uh the next story.
2: Well, unfortunately, the next story isn't any less uh horrific or horrifying. So let's let's have at it. Comedian Kathy Griffin is no stranger to the backlash and cancel culture as she's been the target of both since previously posting a picture of herself holding a Donald Trump mask made to look like the severed head of the president back in 2017. The controversy got the comedian blacklisted and she became persona non grata in many Hollywood and professional circles. President Trump himself weighed in on the picture on his Twitter. Kathy Griffin should be ashamed of herself. My children, especially my 11-year-old son, Barron, are having a hard time with this. Sick. Flash forward to this past week and the reaction to a violent parody video that was played for some of the president's supporters at his Miami resort is much different. The video, which is a parody of the Kingsman movie, depicts President Donald Trump's face superimposed on the body of a character in the film, shooting and brutally killing his political opponents as well as members of the news media in a church. Kathy Griffin, this time around, commented on the hypocrisy in her Twitter. I'm depicted as being murdered by the President of the United States in this video. The left, right, and center left me hanging out to dry regarding the Trump mask photo. Please don't let this happen again. No. This video isn't a joke to his followers, and it will not be taken as such. So what's your take on this, guys? Is the video the same, different, or worse than the f- the photo from 2017? And do you think the reaction is different as well this time around? What do you say?
0: The reaction is absolutely mm. different. In fact, the, the, what's crazy to me is I, this is actually worse because not only was it depicting uh, uh, a mass it's murder. It's so vile. So uh, vile. Yeah, was absolutely uh, horrific, but it was actually shown it would be different if just some some fanboy or somebody on social media that's, you know, a Trump uh, supporter made this video and posted it on social media odds are if they did it would have been retweeted by the president I mean didn't he also retweet things in the past where it was a a a WWE uh, wrestling match where they superimposed like the CNN logo uh, on on some other wrestler's face where he's doing a pile driver and flipping and throwing him hitting him with chairs and and he was reposting that and that was for some reason okay Um, but when Kathy Griffin uh, held up that uh, it looked like like a jack-o-lantern or something to me uh with a with a blonde wig on it and 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 red paint over it so it, it was absolutely meant to depict a severed head and i will i will also say that that was not right um her doing that because if it had happened uh, with with had depicted uh like uh barack obama uh or a uh, president hillary clinton uh in a photo uh, of a, a decapitated kind of a parody kind of thing especially due to the fact that there have actually been so many people who were have been decapitated uh um in the middle east uh by terrorists that's not cool it's not funny i don't know what she was thinking when she agreed to do this with some photographer it was absolutely wrong this is absolutely wrong but it's worse to me because of who also showed it it's the fact that it was being shown at one of his hotels one of his resorts uh by his supporters um it's there's absolutely the the hypocrisy is just off the charts the fact that the the Fox News crowd is not appalled they lost their minds over the Kathy Griffin photo and it's so interesting the term snowflake they like to use for anybody who doesn't agree with them there are snowflakes that can't handle don't have a sense of humor so f- for some reason we're supposed to have a sense of humor about um you know uh images of the president of the united states shooting uh black lives matter and uh and other actors and and people in the media in the face we're supposed to be cool with that and that's a joke but kathy griffin holding like you know a a jack-o-lantern covered in red paint uh with a blonde wig on it and that we're supposed to all be appalled and supposedly the president's son thought that it was really his father's head or something which i still am flap i mean like has he not met his father before that clearly was not his father's head so anyway the, the the hypocrisy is just off the charts what do you think tone i think that
1: we also have to consider the I, I, this i thought the first time around with the whole kathy griffin thing um yes i thought it was it, it was in poor taste and I, a lot of times i feel like i uh, i don't think we should censor comedy but i feel like if something is not something that you appreciate then I don't think you should support it, but I thought the the whole the whole outcry about it and and the way the the, the right and even the left treated her, I thought it was completely unfair. And I I thought I thought I, on her part, I also thought it was a publicity stunt. I thought it was really interesting that she decided to release this picture and then she was surprised that people were upset about it. And she just didn't expect it to go to the point where she was blacklisted to that extent. And even today there's people that still um are don't hold her in high grace, in high regard. Um, But just to contrast, this is the president of the United States we're talking about. I I just think back to the Obama years and I just the hypocrisy that that, that's happening right here. Imagine Obama did a video where he was body Mm. slamming, shooting and killing members of the GOP or members of Fox. You, You know, their heads would literally explode like. I can't even picture Obama doing this. They gave him so much crap over a beige suit. I just remember that's the worst thing Obama did in his presidency for them. <laughs> he did a beige suit, and when he went, when he got elected, he did a world tour because everybody just loved Obama, and he did a world tour. He picked up the, the Nobel Peace Prize, and they called it an apology tour. And no, it was a tour where he was—he was basically people were happy that America was again in high regards. And they called it his apology tour. So here we have a clear case of the president of the United States who who shouldn't be lowering his office to do this. And wh- where's the outrage? Where are the people who are disgusted? Where are the people to, this is the, this is the party of family mm-hmm. values. And I feel like they always turn a blind eye when it comes to what this man does. So I don't think it's the same. I, I really think that we should hold the president at a much higher regard than than the okay. comedian. And and i feel like the left the kind of left there did live her out there hanging drying and nobody backed her up and and some yes it's being covered in some media but honestly it's nowhere being covered and there's nowhere the level of outrage that we should be seeing, especially when it's the president of the United States doing this.
0: Well, I, I got to say, when you mentioned the family values thing. The family values president, the, the president that all the Christian rights support and, and are happy to take pictures with is the same uh, president who's, you know, raw dogging porn stars and uh, having his shady lawyers pay them off and, and pay off uh, uh, Playboy models. So, but I the, the family values not not to even mention the what? Something like 18 different women who claim they were sexually assaulted by the man, uh let alone the video of him himself saying what he does to women that he doesn't know, strangers, uh that it's okay for him to grab them in the vagina because he can do it because he's a celebrity. So again, yeah, the Christian values are just off the charts.
2: Well, I guess that
0: What do you what do you think, well, Danger? Well, a
2: Christian <laughs> and i i certainly don't want to try to say that i'm speaking for all christians but i think you know um you know i can speak for myself as a christian i don't i i don't know a christian that's perfect first of all so let me just throw that out there um and i don't think that all christians uh support the president and i certainly don't think all christians approve of his behavior so let me just throw that out there but um With that being said, um, what I would like to say about uh, the reaction and this video, first of all, I think the reaction is completely inappropriate for the level of um, violence. They just kind of were like, oh, oh my goodness, this is terrible. That's, you know, we didn't approve it. We didn't sanction it. Um, It wasn't from us. So gosh, don't do it again. And I just think that it it, one it should have been taken a little bit more seriously i mean it's been i want to say what is it like a week it's four four or five days since this happened and it's been viewed something like 250,000 times so that's a lot of people looking at this video and it's clearly spreading violence and hate and um I just thought that he would have taken it, taken a little firmer stance on it. Um, From what from what I last read, he never even bothered to take the time to watch it. He he condemned it. He strongly condemned it, but he didn't watch it.
0: Okay, but remember the the uh, the condemnation came days after it came out, Mm -hmm. and this is a man who lives on Twitter. So the fact that he couldn't have come out immediately. Well, and the fact that he didn't watch it. Why didn't
2: he watch it? Like, wouldn't you want to know? You're the president. Right. I mean, he's 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 literally trolling um, John Legend and Chrissy Teigen, waiting for them to mention him or give him some sort of of uh, a praise about all his hard work. But he's not concerned about a video that's depicting him in a negative way. It doesn't seem. It doesn't seem... Plausible, doesn't, reasonable, Yeah, it truthful. doesn't seem truthful. All of those. All of those adjectives. It doesn't seem like any of those. <laughs> and I just think...
1: But Joker. But Joker. Uh, yeah, come on, yeah, Danger I know, Joker. I
2: know. I know. Um I think that, that Americans really need to take a firm stance. And they should... First of all, as the president... I mean, Americans in general, but as the president... He should be the person who is leading this country and showing us the way to 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 handle things as Americans, okay? And I don't think in that th- this is just yet another example. Sorry, this is just another example of how he had an amazing opportunity to stand up and do the right thing, and he just kind of was like, "Yeah, I didn't watch it, but I'm gonna condemn it." I think that everyone should be condemning any type of depiction of violence directed toward journalists and political opponents. I just think that we have to draw a line because that is that's like propaganda on the on the worst level.
0: Well, also, but remember, this is the same. This is the same man we're talking about uh, that has stoked so much You know, hatred in this country. Um, This is the same man who's who's told his supporters, like when there's been uh, someone at one of his rallies that was a protester, they're like, oh, if you hit him, I will pay your legal bills.
2: Yeah, this is a problem.
0: This is the president of the United States. Not. Not to mention, we've also had multiple incidences where people who were Trump supporters have acted out violently. I mean, remember, the uh, just uh, there was a guy who sent pipe bombs to um, uh, uh, perceived Trump uh, foes or political opponents and uh, to media outlets. Well, I just feel like, um, I, so, I mean,
2: there's violence on both sides. I've seen it on the left and on the right. I just feel like he he's so outspoken about how... He loves this country, and I, I really don't doubt that he does. I just feel like every opportunity that he has to really come forward and show that he has a good heart, he drops the ball, which makes me kind of wonder, you know, like, do you or don't you? Because, you know, I'm a Christian, and as a Christian, we're supposed to love everyone, and we are supposed to we are supposed to treat everyone with kindness with love with acceptance and i just feel like he's had so many opportunities and this is yet another one where he could say you know what yes i i don't like when fake news is being reported but it is not okay to threaten journalists it's so it is not okay to depict violence it is not okay and i get what you're saying kevin like of course you're you're saying he can't do that because that's not who he is at his core but he had an opportunity, whether he meant it or not, to really stand in front of the public and say, you know what? This is where we draw the line. This is wrong. Like, you know.
0: Well, but, 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 oh my God, danger. Okay. This is the same man who said there were good people on both sides when neo Nazis <laughs> were on this one, one what of the I'm sides, saying. and a and a woman who was protesting the neo Nazis was killed. She was murdered, and he said that there were good on both sides. So the idea that he's not going to come out hard against his supporters who created a who created a video who the people that were watching it at his at at one of his resorts were clapping. Mm-hmm. Um, as they watched it of course he's not going to strongly denounce it and though i love the fact that you said that you don't have you don't doubt that he loves this country um you don't have to doubt it because i have enough doubts for the both of us so so <laughs> i love the fact that you have no doubts um i think not, uh, yeah tell the i'm sorry just what what he's done to our military the fact he just put this this whole week what's, what's gone down in turkey oh my god the idea that i, I how you have no doubts. I just... I have no words, but yeah, I, I have no words, okay. but I have plenty well, of doubts. Gosh,
2: this might, this, plenty this of them. We could go on for hours. You're saying what he's done to our military. You're talking about pulling our military out.
0: Yeah, what he's uh, uh, and but but the haphazardly hap, hap, haphazard way it was done. Even if you want to say that you agree with the idea of of of, uh, of, uh, of removing mm-hmm. them, the 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 last minute way they found out the fact that they actually had to bomb our own bases. They didn't even have time to remove our own equipment, so they had to bomb it to make sure that ISIS couldn't use it. Mm. As ISIS people, uh, as ISIS terrorists are are be, are able to now leave prisons uh, that they were being held in, what's gonna th- that's gonna eventually come blow back on us. So the idea that this that this man loves America, everything is about him. Is very transactional. The fact that he can't believe his own FBI, his own intelligence, he believes the word of Vladimir Putin, the leader of Russia, over his own people. That isn't someone who loves this country.
2: Well, I—I I mean, we can go on for hours about this.
0: Okay. Well, then let's move on to the next story because <laughs> we're not—we're not, we're not going to settle this one. We settled yeah. other issues forever for everybody, but uh, this one we're not going to settle yeah, tonight.
2: Not tonight. All right.
0: All right. So what else was going on?
2: Ah, well, all right. Let's talk about, um, let's talk a little bit about free speech, which we love to do around here. Earlier this week, Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg spoke at Georgetown University about the importance of protecting free expression. In front of hundreds of students at the school's Gaston Hall, Zuckerberg warned that we're increasingly seeing laws and regulations around the world that undermine free expression and human rights. Zuckerberg's speech was prompted most recently by a sweeping policy that Facebook unveiled last month. In it, the company said it would not moderate politicians' speech or fact check their political ads because comments by political leaders, even if false, were newsworthy and in the public's interest to hear and debate. One of Dr. King's daughters, Bernice King, also tweeted that she had heard Zuckerberg's speech and his reference to her father. In her tweet, she said, I'd like to help Facebook better understand the challenges MLK faced from disinformation campaigns launched by politicians. These campaigns created an atmosphere for his assassination. Civil rights groups said they were stunned by how hands-off Facebook was being on political speech. They said giving politicians free reign to post any material, even lies, potentially sets up the social network For more disinformation efforts ahead of the 2020 election. We have laws regarding false advertising. We have laws defending free speech, so long as it doesn't incite harm. We have laws preventing the government from using our airwaves for propaganda or suppression of ideas. To quote Shiva Vedyanathan in his Guardian article, Facebook is uniquely powerful in the world structuring the social and knowledge world of almost 2.5 billion people. So do you think Facebook, as a private company, should be more socially responsible for what is shared across its network, or should it continue to take its free speech manifesto approach?
1: This should definitely uh, reign in Facebook. And and I found, I found reading about this story, it, it seemed like, I don't know it seemed like this story shouldn't be taking place uh, i remember very vividly seeing mark zuckerberg like looking like an alien um <laughs> sitting uh in front of congress and they were asking him the most uh, rudimentary questions like how do i get online to check my email like it was ridiculous but basically they were supposed to bring him to task and, and give him a good uh verbal whipping over what happened with all all the fake advertising that russia did in our in our elections and you would think that being uh, post 2016 where we saw that all all this all these fake trolls and all these all these campaigns that that were uh, uh, attacking the American voter took place that Facebook would then rein in all this type of stuff that anything that would actually um, be be fake or 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 communicate messages that are not true to the american public but this doesn't seem to be the case at all facebook is actually doing the complete opposite and i and i was also reading this week um it came out some audio leak that mark zuckerberg he was having um like a like a small meeting basically where he was talking with um with employees and he made a comment that elizabeth warren becoming president would be in, in basically their worst case scenario um, because she will look she will look to split up big companies like Facebook. And I, I don't think this is this is definitely this is no way happening. uh by 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 um, by happenstance, this this is definitely a, a, a very executed plan. I think that Facebook is taking and unfortunately like you said they have over 2 over 2.1 uh, or 2 billion people on their platform so even if there was regulation in the United States there's the, facebook is a worldwide threat as far as misinformation so even if there was some type of legislation which at this point doesn't seem only tv and radio seems to be on this legislation not the internet um, the, you couldn't rein in facebook still in other countries from from causing this mayhem so I'm really shocked that this is the case. And I'm really shocked that after 2016, we, we don't have legislation to stop this.
0: Well, the the reason why you shouldn't be shocked is look at who the president is. He benefited from all of that misinformation. So, that's the same reason why we don't have any uh, you know, safeguards on our voting. It's now since come out since the election, not only were the at first we we're hearing stuff like the Russians were poking around but they weren't able to get in to any of our actual voting systems, and then it came out, "Oh yeah, they did." And they even affected some votes in places like Florida. But they haven't given us any more information about exactly how many they uh, they affected. I've heard claims that, well, it didn't affect the election. But we, wait, I'm like, wait, are you telling me that Russians, uh, uh, Russian trolls actually got into our electoral system and actually affected votes? But we're not being told exactly how many and whatever investigations are happening haven't resulted in us the public hearing exactly how many votes were changed and what counties they were changed in uh let alone uh putting it forth forth, forward any laws mitch mcconnell that's one of the reasons why he was being called moscow mitch is because there are there are um bills to try and prevent this or, or or do things like have simple things like have backup paper ballots for all the voting machines that uh, are electronic. Why not have a backup paper ballots? But Moscow Mitch is like, yeah, we don't need that because uh, it benefits Vladimir Putin to have Trump stay in office. Um, the longer he's in office, the the better Russia does, and so their 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 thinking is it's going to help them. One of the things uh, uh, Mark Zuckerberg was meeting with some prominent uh, conservatives and uh, Fox News personalities and had a secret meeting with them, and what a surprise! that um uh, uh, or it isn't a surprise that the policy they can't even the, the policy that he promised that they're going to have some kind of limits to, about about uh what you couldn't couldn't say all bars are off and the idea that you that uh protecting lies is protecting free speech I don't understand the idea that we've had uh uh broadcast media for years and there were rules about saying things were just patently false that you couldn't do that, and yet we managed to have freedom of speech in our country and the idea and that b s uh, section that he says in his uh speech about the idea that well um that it that there there are all these kinds of things to can uh, curtail. Uh, freedom of speech and human rights across the globe how is stopping Donald Trump from saying things that are patently untrue and impinging in on in infringing on anyone's freedom and the fact that it's newsworthy yes it can be newsworthy it doesn't mean that you have to accept ads for it so you can actually let him submit um ads that are patently false and then you can turn them down and the news can discuss the fact that Facebook turned down this uh, the uh, they did not accept this particular ad so he could put it up for free but you're not uh, on his Twitter page but you're not going to let it be an ad that's broadcast to all the different uh, uh uh Facebook users. So that's BS. The idea that that America has a right to see these false uh, the the false things that are being said or news because uh the Trump campaign has already spent you know millions upon millions of dollars on Facebook with plans to spend uh tens of million on ads that that most people agree are not true, patently untrue. Things are being said in these ads, so it's absolutely disgusting. I, I agree that this is about his fear of Elizabeth Warren presidency because she would, uh, she's made it quite clear that she would uh, do a lot about some of these these huge monopolies. I think that the the Amazons of the world and the Facebooks slash Instagrams of the world uh, might be broken up into smaller companies. What do you think, Danger?
2: The whole thing is a big crock, to be honest with you, because I, I don't know if you got to read his entire speech, but he started by saying that, I mean, it, it, the whole thing, he started the whole thing based on a lie saying that Facebook started because he was on campus during during the war and he saw people speaking out and he wanted to give people a platform where they could come together and, and uh, uh, affect change. Like, we didn't all see social network like we don't all know that this is all about facebook started to pick up chicks like he tried to make it like this was this wonderful um community oriented thing he was doing to better the world so uh, uh, like that right there uh, i uh, maybe some of these kids believe that because they're young and they don't know the history of facebook but i can't imagine anyone on the planet who's been around long enough for Facebook to have been created to not really understand how Facebook was created. So that right there I was like we're we're starting off with the lie. Where is this going to go from here? The real issue I think and why why he's kind of skirting around the actual issue of uh policing this, policing ads is because he can't police ads. There's absolutely no possible way that he would be able to to fact check to 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 really rein this in. Facebook is too big. Facebook only has like 40,000 employees full-time, 40,000 employees to handle almost 2.5 billion monthly active users. That's 1.59 billion daily active users. There's no way that they could, they can't police it as it is now, let alone try to police content. And six, you know, to, to give you the scope, 68% of Americans are on Facebook. Uh, 68%. So more than half of the Americans are on Facebook. And 43%, again, a little disturbing, 43% of users get their news from Facebook. We're, we're, people are watching 8 billion. They're looking at videos, 8 billion, 8 billion views a day. So... He, this is a money making machine for him there's absolutely no way he's gonna turn out he's going turn down um political ads but I think the reason that um he doesn't even want to try to get into policing them is because he knows that he can't there's no possible way. He can say, I want to do the right thing. I know he doesn't, but he can say he wants to do the right thing and um, and screen them, but he can have all the AI in the world. There's no possible way that he's going to be able to do this because it's not just about the United States, like Tone pointed out. Facebook is translated into 150 different languages and it go, it's global. So this, I think, is more about him kind of skirting the issue that there's no possible way he can rein it in. And he's trying to make it look pretty by saying like, Oh, it's all about freedom of expression and free speech and this, that, and the other When when it's really not. And also these political ads, if I'm not mistaken, are are quite a chunk of the revenue for Facebook. So I don't, I don't, why would he want to turn it down? So I think, um, I, I personally think that, That as a private company, even if it wasn't a private company, he has a moral obligation. He has a responsibility to make sure that the stuff that he's putting out is appropriate. Um, And all the baloney that he was spewing about freedom this and free, it's a private company. Facebook is not a public entity. So all of the stuff he said legally doesn't stand anyway. I don't know what he was talking about. Facebook is a walled garden. You you it's not wide open. You have to join. Maybe you don't have to pay. It's free, but it isn't it's a private company. So he really can do whatever he wants to do and uh and he's making he's making billions. So, yeah, I don't think he's I don't think he's all that interested in um what is right, what is appropriate, what is moral. <laughs> I think he just wants his money, and he doesn't want to be policed, and he's going to say whatever he needs to say to appease the politicians for the time being, um, and and continue growing.
0: Okay, danger. All right. Okay. Wow. Okay, you're letting them off him off way too easy because the idea that he can do nothing is no. To I'm me, not saying that absolute... he sh- that
2: he can't do anything. I'm saying he doesn't want to do anything because. He, there's no possible way he could police this appropriately, so he's not even going to try. Yeah, but he could
0: do. Okay, no, he. Could, okay, uh, uh, yeah. All right. Yes, he absolutely. Not only is he saying that he doesn't want, they're not going to fact check ads before they they put them out on the platform. Right. If the very little, the very the, the 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 least about would be uh to do would be the presidential election, knowing the fact that the 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 effect that they had on our democracy uh the last go-round all they're offering to do is to make sure that they're not being paid in rubles like they were last (laughs) time that's the only change they're making so if you're paying in American money it's good and that's it um but what they could uh not only are they they're not going to fact check themselves if they get like word from Politico or some uh media organization saying well these are all patently untrue in this uh Trump ad which they have he's that's oh it doesn't matter yeah uh, it's it's
2: asinine it's absolutely asinine and the
0: and the idea that they don't do any kind of editing or whatever when um i actually release a video for each last weekly episode when i try to put it on facebook it doesn't instantly go on facebook i've waited for like up to eight hours before it's clear to go up that's right so the idea that they can't look at Donald Trump or any other politicians' ads that, that are paying them money that they're if they're making te- they're making tens of millions to billions of dollars on this, that they can't have a staff whose job it is to look at these ads and to fact check them and if not fact check them themselves, it, when they do get flagged by users as well as the media as being false to not pull them or put some kind of disclaimer underneath them saying that this is not true then uh uh-uh. uh this is all about not only this is about two things this is about the money they're making right then and there mm-hmm. and the yep. fear that if another if a democratic president gets in that they're going to basically change some of these laws and police them because why can't they be held to the same standard that all our TV stations oh, are held to they
2: need to be they need to be and there are some there are some um there are some measures in place um But, but I think that what, I think what they're thinking is that it's a slippery slope because remember that they're across many different countries. So even if they just did it, if they just did it for the U S of course, we would be happy, but, um, they have the UK, they have the US, they have India. Yeah,
0: but no, uh, no, uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute, danger. The, uh, Facebook complies with the laws in different countries. Yes. So we can't, they, they don't have that excuse. So the idea, oh, well, if we can't do it for, if we do it for America, what happens to other places? That's no, other plus, other that countries' issues.
2: I'm saying that they would need to do it. And so, and they, and they have, there are rules in place for the UK, for the US and for India. So, Right now, the rules are um, political advertisers do have to undergo checks and ads will be labeled with disco- disclosures on who paid for them. They're also going to, if they haven't done it already, they're saying that they're going to expand it um, much like television where that information stays on file and you can actually, and I think, I think this is really important, um, you get to see not only who the treasurer is, who paid for those ads, how much they paid. So we can kind of have a comparison like what are the Democrats paying versus what are the Republicans paying? Are they, is it fair? Is it equal? How, um, how was that money spent? What were the demographics on it? So there's already things in place, but I agree with you. I'm not, I'm not opposing what you're saying. I'm in agreement with you. I think, They absolutely have to have some fact checkers. I think it's irresponsible. We have so many organizations that that's all they do is fact check. So there's absolutely zero reason why they shouldn't. But I think the reason why they aren't is because it's going to cost the. And listen, they make billions and they've already been fined billions, but they haven't learned. They should, I agree with you, they should have an entire staff that is solely dedicated to fact-checking or approving these ads or don't run ads because it's socially and morally irresponsible to put out its propaganda basically
1: mark zuckerberg is the eighth richest person on the planet eighth so the status quo is just fine for Mm -hmm. him
0: yeah, exactly. He wants no changes. And so that's why he's going to uh, allow this to happen, allow absolute lies all over his social network. And I, the idea, what you mentioned earlier about the idea that he put out this, th- that he actually had the nerve to stand on stage and make up this fake, yeah. flowery, yeah. uh, uh, meat cute backstory about how Facebook came into being, when we all know the truth about how Facebook came into being, is this the age of propaganda we live in. I mean, remember uh, during uh President uh, Trump's inauguration, when um his press secretary came out and said that it was the biggest crowd ever it's like we have eyes i just like i i'm so stunned we're we're living in an age where it does not matter facts don't matter and they were literally Kevin lying. you forgot the
1: period he said this is the the largest <laughs> the largest gathered crowd ever period (laughs) period yeah there was was no there's never
0: been more people it it was it's so ridiculous um uh so the fact that jeff zuckerberg is lying when there was an academy award-winning movie with the reality of what Mm -hmm. happened not not to mention documentaries that about what how how it came into being but so it's we're just living in this age where people feel like you know what you can say whatever you want it doesn't because there are people that are willing to just suck it up and and they don't care about what the truth is and so why give them the truth you know what's apparently you know what's
2: even more ridiculous is that he's talking about like free expression right like he's he's all about free expression and freedom and we should all have you know we all have a voice but this is the same guy who will not allow you to log into facebook under a pseudonym you cannot log in with a fake name so like (laughs) i'm confused like are you for freedom of expression, or are you not? Because remember that there were lots of people who were like, "Well, this is the name that I use. This is how I identify myself. This is what I want to use to protect my identity." And and Zuckerberg was like, "Nope, you need a real name. We need to see an ID." So okay,
0: if there is a million, if there's a millionaire or billionaire listening right now, let's t- let's test the boundaries of this free speech that uh, that that uh, Mark Zuckerberg is so desperate to protect. Please, somebody, start an ad campaign where you're mentioning the fact that Mark Zuckerberg is a pedophile. <laughs> and I wonder if those ads will go up because it's like, it's still news, isn't it? It's news even if it's not true, right? Well, did, That's what he said. It's you, still news. Did you hear so, wh-
2: that there was a fake ad campaign? Did you hear about that? It wasn't about I him. I did
0: not hear about it, but I, I I absolutely support it if it's saying that he's a pedophile <laughs> or a serial killer. Yes.
2: Um. No, I think it was, Um. I think Elizabeth Warren ran one. Um, I think she ran a fake ad just to test it like what you're saying. And uh it didn't it didn't Yeah, she did. Oh my gosh, yes, she did. I thought so. I thought I read that. Um it yeah, so this is a story from um from the New York Times and it says Warren dares Facebook with intentionally false political ad. So she um It says she played a little game of dare with Facebook and she bought a political ad on the social network that purposefully includes false claims about Facebook's chief executive Mark Zuckerberg and President Trump to goad the social network to remove misinformation in political ads. And the ad did not get pulled. (laughs) so that well, is well I, I hope
0: that they, somebody, somebody basically uh, I hope somebody does it in a and not just one I mean a blitz yeah. there are plenty of people out there with tons of cash and by the way sponsor a little show we like to call last week <laughs> but anyway <laughs> and after you get through sponsoring us on splash on Facebook all kinds of false things about Mark Zuckerberg one after the other and I hate to say this but not just him go for his wife go for his parents <gasps> and see how no. he feels about you know um yes absolutely yes because the he's saying it's news even if it's not true so I'm sure he wouldn't mind if we're saying false things about his wife and family why would he it's news all right let's move on to our next story <laughs> allegedly oh my
2: goodness
0: alleged next story <laughs> oh my
2: goodness
0: even if it's not true it's still news mm, tone hmm.
2: okay all right I do not approve this
0: message. <laughs> all right according to my new ad according to my facebook ad you do approve of it danger
2: (laughs) (laughs) oh the future the future is now the future is now all right i'm canceling facebook okay gina rodriguez <laughs> oh, 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 oh
0: one last one last thing there is actually a campaign on on social there media is. but uh delete uh, facebook uh, cancel delete facebook yeah. so uh hashtag delete facebook and i actually uh i uh everybody who's doing that i i i'm on you, team delete you facebook <laughs> i absolutely co-sign well, you know what pe- absolutely what people are
2: saying is like for some people like myself who have to use it for work they're saying only use it for what you have to and do not use it for anything else to send a message And I think that's a great message to send.
0: Oh, absolutely. Do whatever you can. If you can delete it completely, great. If you can't, but, uh, use it, limit your use as much as possible. Don't give them your eyes because you, because we don't pay for it with money. They basically are paying, uh, they're, we're, our eyeballs, our eyeballs are our currency. They're paying for our, 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 uh, data and they're paying for our, for our eyes. That's, that's, we're the ones that are going to see those, those ads full of lies. And so limit your exposure to those, uh, Ads filled with lies. Limit your exposure to their ads. Do not click on things that are ab- being advertised there. Uh, make uh, make the other advertisers say that you're hurting our bottom line with this stance. So if you see an ad for something on Facebook, go out of your way not to um, uh, use that product and let the let the companies know. You know what? I was interested in your shoes or whatever, but because that ad is on Facebook, a, a, a platform I don't support because of their stance on. Uh, false political ads uh, I'm not going to be buying anything that uh, that is advertised there so I think you should look elsewhere I can
2: get behind that, I like that
0: Alright, let's move on to the next story
2: Okay Gina Rodriguez, the actress known for her role on Jane the Virgin found herself at the center of a controversy over a video she posted on her Instagram account While getting her hair done she sings along to the Fuji's Ready or Not while it plays in the background Rodriguez sings along with the song, rapping, I can do what you do, believe me, n-word, give me the heebie-jeebies. The actress ended up deleting the video, but by then it was too late. The video had been widely disseminated, and people on Twitter began to voice their anger and disapproval over her use of the n-word in the song. Rodriguez would go on record, would go on to record, I'm sorry, a a video apology. I just wanted to reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees, to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauryn Hill, and I really am sorry if I offended you. But the tone of her voice and her word choice in her apology was not viewed as being honest and sincere by many. And so began Black Twitter's call for Gina Rodriguez to be canceled. This is not the first time that the... Latinx musician or celebrity has been called out for the use of the N-word. Fat Joe, who is also Puerto Rican, like Gina Rodriguez, recently had his own Twitter controversy when he defended his own use of the N-word. And even half Dominican, half Trinidadian rapper Cardi B has been asked about her use of the N-word. So do you agree with the backlash? Is it not ever okay to use the N-word? Even when singing along with a song that you love, how about if you're Latinx? Or is it a question about colorism? What if you identify as Afro Latino? Is the N word off limits to you too? What do you guys think?
1: Take it Tune. I get the Facebook story first. I, I get this one first. <laughs> I'm just, I, I'm just, I'm just really, in, you know, in favor today.
2: Okay.
0: Um, well, also, you have a background in rap, so I thought we should hear from you first.
1: Before we start this conversation, there has to be a few things that we just got to put okay. out there because they're pertinent to the to, to the conversation. One, um, the the N word we're talking about is the N is the word that ends in A, not the one that ends in ER. Two, the N word is a is a word that's very hurtful. It has a very, it has a terrible history, a uh, history of inflicting pain and, and used as, as a derogatory, a slur. The N-word is a reclaimed slur, is it, a word that uh, people in the African-American community have used to take away the power of, of the slur and and use it as a term of endearment. And it's also a word that in a lot of, um, I would say, subcultures, depending on what city you're from, it, used is it, used in a different way. For example... Um, when I heard about this story, being the fact that I I am from the Bronx, and I am of Dominican descent, um, and I did grow up listening to Fat Joe and Big Pun and and New York City hip hop, um, my relation and the way that I that I grew up with the word is very different, I would say, than than someone who grew up outside New York City, and I'm a light skinned Dominican person, so, uh, I. Uh, something that I didn't understand before but I've come to understand is that being a light-skinned Dominican person there's a certain privilege that I have that someone who's maybe a dark-skinned Dominican person or just a dark-skinned person period who who might be Latino or, or Latina um wouldn't have the privilege of me being a light-skinned person so my my relationship with the word has changed as I've aged but growing up it was always a, I always thought it as a term of endearment because that's how we use it in New York City if if you're not from New York City um the The culture here is basically it's a very diverse culture. We have Black African Americans. You have people from the Caribbean. You have a lot of Latinos, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans, Panamanians. Um, we all grew up next to each other. We all basically had a lot of the same challenges. Um, the, the a lot of different minorities identify with the word and use the word as a term of endearment. I've used the word growing up, and when I was rapping, there's a word that I didn't I didn't think twice about using. A lot of times people refer to me with it as a term of endearment, but as I've grown as a person and I've aged and I understand the history of the word, I stop using the word because I personally feel like the word has such a negative connotation, a negative history. And if you're from outside New York City, I think this is the same case with Gina Rodriguez. Gina Rodriguez, I can't speak to her personal experience. But being a a person who is Latina, I'm sure that she has probably a relationship with the word as well, where she probably grew up with it and probably saw it as a term of endearment or a word that they use. So if you're not from a community where you grew up, maybe with Latinos and black people next to each other. And you, you, and you, you see, use the word as a term of endearment or a community. Like, for example, if you're from New York City, your, your your relationship to black people, if you're a Latino person, or if you're a black person from New York City, you probably grew up with a lot of Latinos uh, from the Caribbean, Dominicans, Puerto Ricans, Cubans. And you probably have a completely different relationship with those people. Let's say for if you're from a city that's not New York, like L.A., like I'm sure a person in L.A. has a difference. Latino has a different relationship with the word, depending on how they grew up with communities of color. So. I really think this is a conversation is very nuanced, but as a whole, the, the the way I see it is that any person of color um, has the right to be offended if a person who's not of color uses the word. Um, that's something, that's the reason I don't use the word anymore. If you're a black person, if you're offended by her using the word, I think you're completely justified in, in that. And also, it's also a question of it, being a Latino person, even if you're a black Latino, and, and if, and if um. If everybody who knows that the, the people from the Caribbean are part of the African diaspora and that, that slavery definitely touched the Caribbean. Um, are you allowed to use the word? That's that's a whole different conversation. But I think in this particular case, um, I really think it, people are completely right to being offended by her using the word. But I also, people, I think they also have to understand that maybe she also comes from a background, like from New York, where Latinos um, use the word commonly amongst each other as a term of endearment. And it's not meant to be a fan, but I can't really speak to her experience. That's my take on it.
0: Okay. (laughs) Wow. Um, I feel like you're throwing a lot of benefits of the doubt towards her that she does not deserve. Um, The idea, first of all, I don't even know how many words there are in the English language. How many millions of words are in the English language? The idea that it's so hard not to use one of them, that has the history uh the history of of ugliness the historyness of uh terrorism uh and uh sub subjugation that the n-word brings with it and if there is any doubt always err on the side of not using it but gina rodriguez has a, a rich history of saying things that many people of color have found quite dicey um i don't know if you guys remember but when uh all of the uh all of the fanfare was going on about um a black panther she tweeted marvel and dc are killing it uh in inclusion and women but where are the latinos uh uh, i ask for i'm asking for a friend rodriguez has since deleted the uh tweet uh that originally went up in july uh 2017 and so a lot of people had a problem with that tweet because it's like wait a minute so when there's other avengers and other movies were coming out that didn't have a majority black cast she wasn't basically saying well wait a minute why aren't there more latinos but then there's a, a movie that's having some success that has a predominantly black cast and then she seemed to have an issue with it there were uh there was another uh, time that she was uh while she was doing press for the movie smallfoot where uh uh, the uh, entertainment reporter was saying that how uh you know uh, that she and the other actress that was in this movie were uh strong role models for uh young uh uh, african-american women and she jumped in and said uh no women period kind of thing so that rubbed people the wrong way she uh uh she and someone else hosted a dinner to celebrate uh latina women uh uh in the in the entertainment industry and it was it. She didn't seem to include any Latina women that were uh, dark skinned or of African a partial African descent, as uh, well as she uh, put out some kind of tweet at one point. Or she said no. She said in an interview once that that blacks and Asian actor actors were making more money than Latina actor uh, actors and actresses when that was patently untrue at the time uh the highest paid actress in television was Sofia vergara from modern family so she didn't even have her facts straight and then when she was asked about that and other comments she wanted to say that oh well her father has dark skin so we're supposed to, i guess that's all's forgiven so I believe that this was done as a publicity stunt. She, how could she not know that, that uh, of all that, all of that song she plays one, uh, one portion of it is what she chooses to put on Instagram where she's using the N word. And then she gave like, literally, I, I can't even use the term half-assed apology because I would say at best, it was a quarter ass. <laughs> the, uh, the, the, oh I'm sorry if you were offended. And then uh, after that and after the blowback she got, I'm sure some press person wrote up some apology for her. Talk about the history of the N-word, how oh, yeah. upsetting it that all is. That was so PR. That, whole that, thing. Was, that was totally it was PR. So PR writ- it was so PR written. So, um, yeah. Some people have a problem with cancel culture. But, yeah, some people need to be canceled. <laughs> and uh, I believe Maya Angelou said, when people tell you who they are the first time, listen. Yeah. This woman has repeatedly told us who she is. So, if you guys don't have to cancel her, but she was canceled by me a while ago. All right, what do you think, Danger?
2: Well, if I'm being honest, I don't feel like I'm qualified to answer this question cuz I'm like the whitest white person ever. Like if I were any whiter, I'd be clear. So, uh but like as a human being, um I I don't think anybody, honestly, I don't think anybody should be using the N-word with an A at the end or any other way. So I feel like if we're all, and and I could be totally wrong and that's cool. I mean, you can come for me, it's okay, I can take it. But I feel like if we don't want people singing the song the way that the song was written, then we should pull the song because people are gonna sing it the way that it was written. And now should she have put it on Instagram? Probably not. Did she do it on purpose? Mm, I don't know. That's debatable. I mean, I've I've done, I've put stuff on Instagram and not really been like, I haven't really planned it to be like this, that, or the other, but we do get to see what we're going to put before we, before we push, you know, send. So it's not like she didn't review it firsthand. And if she didn't, well, then I don't know why she doesn't have somebody doing this for her, but I don't think, I think some of the things that you mentioned, like the small foot interview and the thing, like, I think some of that stuff is like super petty because I don't think there's anything wrong. And I didn't, uh, so I didn't hear the actual interview. I didn't hear the tone in her voice. I didn't hear how she said it, but like when I was reading the article and they were like, Oh, she said that, you know, they mentioned that it was, um, however they specifically said it, like, Oh, such an achievement for, for, uh, black women. And she was like, for all women, I read it like she was saying, no, like, don't just, don't just limit it to like, this is huge for all women. I took it like that. I didn't take it like, oh, she's, she's downplaying it. I was like, this is a good thing. She's actually saying she is, um, on board for every, for, for all women getting recognition. Um, this is a huge step for women in general. And, and the same thing with, um, with the other comment, I just feel like I don't know people I'm not saying what she did was right in this instance but I think people have a tendency to be super petty sometimes and I think some of those other oh the the um Black Panther thing like this is a woman who uh who is viewing herself as a um as a minority so when, so yeah she's not going to speak out when there's a bunch of white I mean she should when there's a bunch of white people in a movie and there's no diversity but when she sees like, damn, y'all killing it, you know, y'all killing it for Black Panther. Where my, you know, where my Latinas at, right? Like, she's like, she's excited. She's like, all right, all right. So I think people sometimes have a tendency to be petty. I too, like you, Tone, grew up in in um, a very racially diverse um, neighborhood. So I, you know, my culture growing up was not, uh, you know a white culture i grew up in a hispanic culture so quite often people thought i was hispanic i spoke the same um slang i you know hung out with the with everyone and 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 sang the same songs and danced the same dances and all of that so um i can understand how people who can grow up in that culture can feel that it's okay to use slang or use that terminology I never think it's okay to use the N-word. I don't think it's okay to play it on the radio. I don't like to hear it in songs. I don't think it's appropriate. And no, I don't sing along with it, although I love me some rap music. But I'm not dropping the N-word when when I hear it. So she most certainly could have censored herself. But if we're so offended, why are we still playing it? Why is it still allowed by anyone, by everyone? That's what I don't understand. Well, okay.
0: All right. Well, now I, I feel really awkward going into this area because I agree with you. I don't think the n-word should be used by anybody. I don't care how light or how dark you are. It's not cool because so many people, the n-word was the last thing they heard know, as they breathed their last breaths while they were hanging from a tree. So wrong. While they were being dragged to death, uh, 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 behind a horse, the last thing they were hearing was the N word. So I don't, I don't, I don't hear it with love. I don't think you can say it yeah. with love. I think it's always ugly. Uh, uh the uh, you can't, to me, take it away from the history. I know there are people in the gay community that try to use the F word or the D word, and supposedly, like, with love, like we're cool because we're no. <laughs> when things have been used in hate, when there's a deep history of hate and subject for a word. uh, No, I'm not reclaiming the Mm -hmm. word. I'm letting it die on the vine uh, of of that same vine where people were hung and and, and died. Let it die there. Uh, So I agree with you. uh, uh, Don't put it on the radio. But as far as the idea that bugs me, Mm -hmm. though, that people keep acting as if they can't understand the concept of like, well, why is it okay for them to say it and not for me to say it? It's the same reason why you can say um, like, oh, my God, I look so fat today in this outfit you can say it
2: yeah but don't you call me fat but i can't don't say that me to you now.
0: without and <laughs> then and, and then expect i deserve to be slapped because yeah. <laughs> so and you can yeah. you can say that your mother is a total bitch but if I say that you, oh is those are those are fighting words. I know,
2: but so how do we get so mad th- when someone's like my mom is a bitch and then you're like, well yeah, she is. What? Don't call my mom. I mean, so like how, Exactly. How do
0: you... Ex- so that's what I'm saying. So I don't think it's right for anybody to say the N word, but the idea that people can't understand like, well why is it okay yeah. um of of for some uh for for uh, some black rapper to say the N word but not for me. And that's another thing. This whole idea that oh, her father is is dark skinned and I saw a picture of her father. It's just like, please he's he's been in the sun for an afternoon yeah. <laughs> but anyway uh the <laughs> the idea that oh uh, because i have an ancestor or somebody like again so c- c- if it turns out that meryl streep does ancestry uh or uh, ancestry.com she goes there and turns out that her great 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 grandmother was miss jane pitman that she can all of a sudden start throwing down the n-word no yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so when in doubt, do not use when the N word. If there's out. any, sh- <laughs> yeah, thank you. It, yeah. Just let that word die. Agreed. I also All find it right.
1: interesting Um, that we that we've been talking about it because I, I listen to hip hop and there's at any time, there's a dozen Latino rappers who are using the yeah. N word. And for years, yeah. I don't know, I can name a whole bunch of Latino rappers who use the N word. And you don't hear nobody having no, they're on Twitter. You don't see no cancel culture. So I really think that Gina Rodriguez, after listening to Kevin and I read some of those things, um, I think that her case is a particular case because Fat Joe went on High 97 Mm -hmm. uh, uh, maybe a couple months ago. And he went in on the N-word and why he felt comfortable using the N-word. And yes, I felt Black Twitter had a voice about it, but there was no cancel on Fat Joe. There was no nobody's talking about canceling Fat Joe and he's saying it so I think that Gina Rodriguez is a separate case and Danger when you were talking about it's odd when I read it in the story and she said all women I the way I read it was like kind of like when someone says oh black lives matter and then a white person oh. says well all lives matter and I'm like that's a very different yes. statement all yeah. lives matter than you know yeah. black lives matter so I thought that's like
0: cl- yeah, that's clearly how mm-hmm. the, the re- interviewer if you watch the interview he's like well wait a minute there, there's yeah, a reason I didn't why see I specifically it. I read called out it. I
2: read it yeah mm-hmm.
0: So that's exactly how he took it. And so uh, anyway, and it makes a difference. I, I, like... I
2: agree. It definitely makes a difference, which is why it's so important to see people hear people's tone of voice. How are they saying? It? And, and her apology, like you said, mentioned like it felt very flat because she was like, if I offended you. Um. What do you mean, if? Oh no,
1: her apologies was ridiculous. She didn't, it
0: wasn't an apology. She was just being sarcastic. <laughs> if.
2: What do you mean, if? Yeah,
0: it was. It was definitely a sorry not sorry moment. Yeah. Just the the attitude that she was throwing was just in your face. And so, yeah. So that, yeah. How many examples do, does she need? To, this is again. This is there's a history of this kind of thing coming from her. Uh, that to me is just undeniable. So clearly, so she feels anyway i'm ready to move on to my favorite part of last weekly a little thing we like to call trailer
1: talk trailer talk trailer talk trailer talk talk. talk.
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right let's get the party started
1: so kevin before we get trailer talk going can you please share what's the official last weekly rating system
0: all right tone it and and it is official so let me get into it and get into it (coughs) so (laughs) there are three possible (laughs) there are three possible ratings for a a movie trailer and this is how it goes so if the movie trailer did its job and it made you actually want to put on pants and leave your the safety of your home. Uh, well, I shouldn't say safety. You might still get shot at home. But anyway, you <laughs> the, the, the relative safely safety of your home uh, to go out to the movies, then you give that movie trailer a movie theater. And if the trailer was just okay, uh, and you might like want to check it out on a streaming service one day, then you give that movie trailer a Netflix. But if that trailer took two to three minutes of your life, you can never never get back then you give that movie trailer a kill kill. all right tone what's our first victim
1: i thought you were gonna say natural causes but okay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, our first victim is bombshell bombshell is an upcoming drama directed by jay roach uh, written by charles randolph and it stars charlie sterron nicole kidman margaret roby Wait a second margaret robbie Oh, Margot Robbie Margot Robbie Margot Robbie thank you Kevin I can never, can't get that woman's I was about to call her um uh, Harley Quinn and John Lithgow. <laughs> <laughs> um the film is scheduled to release by Lionsgate on December 20 of 2019 can you please give the synopsis for bombshell because I didn't get this one
0: Okay, yeah, there's not a lot to say. In Bombshell, the female employees at Fox News take on a toxic male culture, leading to the downfall of media mogul Roger Ailes. All right, Danger, what did you think of the trailer for Bombshell?
2: Well, when I first saw it, it took me a minute to figure out what was going on. I could I could clearly see that there was some uh there was something was up. Something was up. But um I, I think this is gonna be this is gonna be a really interesting one. I thought it was funny when um when the scene opens and um I I can't think of her name, but she's she was from um Saturday Night Live. SNL. Yeah, she's like uh you have to adapt adapt the mentality of an Irish street cop. The world is a bad place, people are lazy morons, minorities are criminals, sex is sick, but interesting. Ask yourself. What would scare my grandmother or piss off my grandfather? Boy, does that sum up Fox News or what?
0: Yeah, no, no, wait, and, and, but you wait, you have to admit the end of it, and, and that's a fo- and that's a Fox and News story. Fo- so. Yeah, I mean,
2: but does that? S- I mean, that was—if I had to ever describe Fox News to someone, I'm gonna use this each and every. Oh single my god, that was time. the absolute
0: perfect. It's you know what? I had, I wrote the exact. I wrote the whole thing down because I'm like that, that. That's what the trailer. The trailer to describe for somebody who has never watched Fox News. This was News, the perfect that. <laughs> a perfect way to oh that's what's going on uh, yeah there.
2: and let me just say i'm so glad that we um that we're doing this today because today uh i was subjected to fox news all day <laughs> i had no chance of escaping so um i don't watch fox news i don't usually watch watch fox news it's not my news station of choice. So I got a, um, this is a perfect description. I mean, this is, this is fantastic. Uh, I'm really going to save this and use this um, always. I'm just going to say it to random people on the street uh, when they ask me about Fox news. So yes, I'm going to, yeah, this, I, I want to see this movie now. I definitely want to see this movie just from that line, but I love, I, I have to say, I, I, when I first saw Charlize Theron I was like I was a little confused because I thought like it I didn't recognize her she looks so different and then I was like wow what a transformation and and then I saw Nicole Kidman and I thought did she have, like my first thought was did she have plastic surgery did they shave her eyebrows what's going on here that again the transformation is crazy to see how these women are representing the characters that they're playing, oh my gosh! And then John Lithgow. So, uh, first of all, uh, let me just say, any any uh, story about women empowerment, bringing down men for sexual harassment, is a movie that I'm that I'm gonna see at some point. Now, I guess the big question is, am I gonna see it in the theater? Is it going to get a movie theater from me? Or is it going to get a Netflix? Because we know I'm not going to kill it. Mm, I'm going to say this would probably get a Netflix from me. But I'm definitely going to see this
0: movie. What do you think, Town?
1: I think that... I need somebody explain to me what the trailer is about like I watched the trailer twice there's two versions of the trailer I saw both of them Um, I still can't you can't tell me what the trailer is about I even went into the comments I'm like I had to go look up what the whole scandal was the controversy about it because I didn't get the story from the trailer. Um, the one thing that I get from the trailer is that I like that song. Yes! That, that song at the oh, beginning. Yeah, the yeah. Oh, do, do. bad guy. I like bad that guy song. By
2: Billie Eilish, yes. Bad
1: guy, yes. yes. The that perfect song. song. I, I too. like that song. And I, uh, what, what, what? Danger just said like that, that, it, that, that, that intro where she breaks down what makes a Fox News story. Like I, I thought that was really funny. But from then on, besides the, like I, I'm with Danger on everything she said. Like I thought the transformations were amazing. Um. Charlize Theron is one of my favorite yeah. actresses. Like almost anything that she does, I watch the the woman. It, it's like she's a master. Like she she's she's a great artist. She's a great actor. Um, she doesn't get enough credit. Um, and everybody else in this movie looked amazing. John Lithgow disappeared. Like he he pulled uh uh Christian Bale. If you guys saw Christian Bale when he played um um Cheney, it was Dick Cheney? Yeah, I think yeah. It was Dick Cheney. Yes, Dick um, Cheney in that bodysuit like so it looked great but yeah but i really couldn't tell what this was about and i really think audiences are going to have a hard time understanding what the trailer is about besides the fact that it's catchy and it seems like a really fun it seems like kind of like a fun movie but when you find out that this is about a harassment and and paying (laughs) off people and silencing voices then you find out the story doesn't really match like the cool tone of the trailer in my opinion so I I I am going to give this on Netflix because I want I would watch this because the trailer didn't give me enough information that I'm curious to see what the mm-hmm. movie's about, but um after reading about the whole scandal and the fact that this is about harassment, it is about silencing women, it is about um um Fox News um basically throwing and it's a really interesting conversation because um they picked I'm not I don't know how to say this in a way that doesn't sound offensive but like it's the whitest woman cast possible that they picked. And it, and if you go to Fox News, you'll see that Fox News has a very yeah. white, um, a very white. I don't know how to put it, but a very a very white talent pool. Yeah. and they found really they white actresses. <laughs> yeah, they have a ver- they like blondes over yeah. there. Basically, and-
0: it's Hitler's wet dream. Yeah. Is yeah. What
1: you have to think. <laughs> and so when I saw the trailer, I I found at first like I, I before I looked up what it was about, I thought it was like why it just seemed like really uber yeah. white, and I just thought like they were trying mm-hmm. to like just find every possible white blonde and throw in this movie but then i found that fox news just has basically realize. that type of yeah. um hiring yeah so i'm curious to see what you think kevin because i really couldn't figure out what the trailer was about
0: okay it's interesting because now that you've said that it's hard for me to because i am familiar with the actual real story mm-hmm. so i can't tell about how much what i was able i thought the 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 trailer conveyed what was happening but now that i'm thinking well how much of it is based on what my own prior right. knowledge mixing with the trailer. I will say the vibe that the movie was trying to give that I picked up that I thought was fair was the idea that this is women taking their power back. That one of the things that they show, and I actually looked this up because I was like, that can't be a real Mm. quote um there was a uh, not brian Kilme, uh one of the uh one of the uh fox and friends uh so um what's her name nicole kimmon is playing uh gretchen right. carlson who used to be one of the three friends and so uh, at one point there's a quote in the trailer where uh where Killin Me says uh, women are everywhere. Uh we're letting them play golf mm-hmm. and uh tennis now. And I just thought like oh well that uh, that is so unfair of them to make him say that because it was because it was the real person um, and they had the CGI to sit uh, to sit uh, Nicole Kidman t- between him and Steve Doocy. I'm like, "Well, that's not cool." But then I looked it up and I'm like, "Oh, no he actually said that in fact there was actually i found the coolest article like 10 times fox host brian Kilmeade uh degrade women on oh. air Whoa. and he said uh, oh my god he said some great uh, when he was responding to there was a, a incident where uh ray rice remember the video where he was assaulting his wife in an yeah, elevator yeah. and realize that there was a, a he was being videotaped and and Kilmeade actually said well the message is take the stairs oh, oh wow he's a fun guy Dang. um um, yeah. And introducing a female colleague, he said, let's see uh, if the girls have clothes on. Oh. Um, and then another time he said um, he, he adv- uh, gave advice to, uh, for women lawyers is uh, use use your uh, gray body to get ahead in court i mean he just so the that what they were basically showing us at the beginning of the trailer was just this is the atmosphere yeah. and even nicole kidman talks about basically these are the kinds of things that she was told that like you're pretty but you're too much trouble and and so the kind of environment uh, uh and then when president trump was was uh referring to um oh my god what's her name uh in real life not uh, not um Megyn Kelly. Kelly, when he basically uh, when he was upset that Megyn Kelly yes. had the audacity to ask him actual questions and be armed with the facts, because you know that he that he, he has a factual distortion mm-hmm. field around him at mm-hmm. all times, and anybody that tries to dares to pierce it, he freaks him out. And so he said that she was because she was asking him actual questions that she was bleeding out of her eyes or ears or wherever, basically alluding to her basically that she must have been on her period is what he right. was saying. Which is so and rude. so this is the kind of. This is kind of the idea that this is what these women are dealing with on a day to day basis in their workplace. And so that's the message they were giving. And it goes further where, where people are like physically chased and physically assaulted. And the timing of this could not be more spot on because the whole Matt Lauer thing is back in mm-hmm. the spotlight with Megan uh, Kelly yeah. for, uh, with the Catch and Kill book. Yeah, with uh Ronan Farrow and Megyn Kelly calling for an outside investigation of NBC, which you know what, even a broken clock can be right twice yeah. a day, and I I'm shockingly agree with yeah. Megyn Kelly. Yeah,
2: Probably I can't believe it times. either.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yes, it's very very like every total eclipses happen more often than I agree with Megyn <laughs> Kelly. She's a despicable human being in every possible way. But anyway, <laughs> in this case, she's I right, know. and so this. This movie is absolutely on point. I can't wait to see it. I still commend Gretchen Carlson, who's not a person I was particularly a fan of, but I will commend anybody who stands up for themselves and stands up for other people that are being screwed over. And um, Roger Ailes was a despicable human being. I mean, just... just oh my god the the the, oh my god just the the scum Uh. on your shoe he's he's on he's this he's a scum on the scum on, on scum's shoes that's how horrible that man was and so to see him brought down is something that i need to see on the big screen Ooh! I need, okay I Play played out on a big screen so um i i think that they're going to be oscar nods all around for the top three margot robbie uh nicole kidman and uh of uh, uh charlize theron oscar nominations going all around I can't wait. This movie's gonna be so much fun. Um, I'm I'm looking forward to that movie. I'm also looking for Ronan Farrell, uh his the movie for his book. Literally, I hope they're shooting it right now because that is going to be the juiciest mm. thing ever to be filmed. I cannot wait. Well, all right. All right, so <laughs> what's our next victim so tone? Movie theater. Okay. Yeah, movie theater <laughs> from me and two Netflix from you guys. All right, so what's our what's our next and final victim tone?
1: Our next and final victim is Doolittle. Um, Doolittle is an upcoming adventure fantasy comedy film directed by Stefan Gagin. It's written by Gagin and Thomas Shepard. It stars Robert Downey Jr. as Dr. Doolittle, as well as Michael Sheen, Antonio Banderas, Emma Thompson, Rami Malek, John Cena, Kumel Nanjani, Selena Gomez, Octavia Spencer. It's, it's a big cast, guys. Tom Holland, Craig Robinson, Ralph Fiennes, and Marion Cotillard. And it's scheduled to be released next year, January 17, 2020. What's the synopsis for yet another Dr. Doolittle, Kevin?
0: All right. In Doolittle, a former doctor turns to treating animals because he loves, uh, because of his love for all creatures. When Doctor Doolittle discovers he can communicate with the animals, he embarks on a fantastical adventure. All right, Danger. What did you think of the trailer for Doolittle?
2: I have to say, I was not excited to watch the trailer for this because I thought it was going to be, like. Eddie Murphy, Dr. Doolittle. And I just couldn't imagine, um, I just couldn't imagine Robert Downey Jr. playing this character. And then I I watched the trailer and I was pleasantly surprised. First of all, that he has an English accent because I didn't even know he could do an English accent. So my bad, sorry for uh, doubting you there, Robert. Um, I thought, that the cinematography looked really great. I love the vibrancy of the colors and the animals and the variety. I like that it looks like a period piece. Um, so that was really cool. I I would absolutely enjoy this film and I would go see it in the movie theater. So I think that this trailer absolutely did its job in showing me uh that Robert Downey has some diversity in um in how he can play different uh different characters and I I love I just I just love everything about this and the way that it looks and I think my kids would really enjoy this so I would see this in the movie theater What about you
0: Okay um <laughs> wow we have such a different reaction to this Even though this was an over 2 minute long official trailer and not a teaser um because normally these kinds of things movies that are going to be this big have a teaser Mm -hmm. first and um we'll give you give you a little glimpse this was a full-on trailer and after watching it other than the gorgeous cgi uh scenery and spectacle of it all i have zero idea what this movie is about there's like pirate ships and like cannons going off at one point but I don't know why who who's shooting at who and why. I mean, I know that uh, Robert Downey Jr has the ability to talk to animals and we're going to hear the animals talk, but what's happening? We see him being thrown into a cell at one point by who, for what, what purpose? <laughs> what is the story of this whole thing? Oh, no. How to get the power to speak to animals? Was it a magic spell? What the hell? I know nothing other than the fact that he is like fanning an English accent. You said, and um, that CGI CGI animals are cool. And for some reason, whenever there's a CGI polar bears, they get to wear cool hats and oh. helmets. So I learned that <laughs> from his Dark Materials and uh, <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> and from this polar bears love headwear Mm -hmm. but um i other than that i'm super confused so for the cgi spectacle of it all and like isn't it like is it's cool it looks gorgeous it does um it this is the time if you're you're gonna do a dr dolittle Mm kind of thing this is the time to do it because the cgi has never been better at making animals talk so let's go for it yay but yeah would i pay 15 dollars to see animals talk no so if it happens to be on netflix would i watch it maybe yeah, i guess
2: <laughs> you're like yeah i guess yeah.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> so again a tentative netflix for me <laughs> tentative. Uh, so tone what did you think um i'm gonna expand
1: on everything you guys said because i agree with everything you guys said um to, to what danger said yes I, f- I found it um hard when i saw that robert downey jr was starring in this because um this is like the fifth or maybe the sixth Dr. Know, Doolittle so movie. Many. And it, there's so many of them. And also, I don't think they they, they let enough, enough time pass because Rob, Dr. Doolittle in my brain is still um, Eddie Murphy, like yeah. just like you. A- and he did, I think, two or three movies. Um, I didn't see them, but I, I still recall him yeah. uh, in my brain, Dr. Doolittle is Eddie Murphy. So I, like, I thought that too, too little time had passed. Uh, the other thing is Robert Downey Jr. in my brain is Iron right. Man. And he's still fresh the Iron yes. Man in my brain. It's it's the reason that when I just saw that on Chris Evans' movie on Netflix with uh, with the um with the hotel, like it was really hard for me not to see Chris Evans in Captain America. And here, it's a really weird choice of a sec of a movie to follow up yeah. Endgame. Like th- he had so much credit and some people are saying that he might be even be up for our um, best actor for iron man like they, that they, he might be considered in the oscars so he he had a plethora i'm sure of roles to pick from and everybody was away to see what's the next thing i thought he was going to do something dramatic something like maybe something a, a big action movie or a drama or a thriller but this is completely a curveball i didn't think he was going to do this film so I, that alone like it was really hard for me to see him in this role and the lion king just came out yes the lion king did great numbers um it was a, it was a successful movie but so i feel like also like this movie's following the lion king too closely we just saw talking animals we just saw how amazing cgi in the lion king so seeing these animals here it didn't impress me cuz i i just saw the, the what the lion king did and i also thought that as the, most of this cast that, that I read off at the beginning, it's all a voice cast. We have, um, in, the, in the trailer, you see Antonio Banderas shortly, you see um, Robert Downey Jr., but it's mostly, everybody's mostly voices of the animals, and for as much as we saw in this trailer i saw very little talking like the only thing that i noticed was that yes robert downey jr has, a, has an english accent i was like yes finally we got one of their roles because they're taking all our freaking roles the english
0: <laughs> So, wait, was, wait, 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 it, like i gotta say something now both mm-hmm. of you didn't robert downey jr play sherlock holmes why were you, why is everybody surprised he has an english I, accent i don't know i didn't see it
2: oh.
1: i saw that too and i thought like yes because they just taking all our superhero roles, so it's good that somebody. But Sherlock Holmes was a big win for us. Come on, you gotta admit that. But yeah, I, I well, thought we, it was... we know
0: we also we also went with Bridget Jones. Bridget Jones was played by Renee Zellweger, right. who's an American, and that pissed that pissed them off. So that finally mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. an American was playing a Brit. Normally it's Brits. Oh my god! Whenever I watch oh talk gosh. shows and mm-hmm. I'm like, I love a character from I love a character from some TV yes. show or movie, and they come out and they're all like, you know, a pip pip and cheerio. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> 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 I thought you were a Americans. and i
2: always and i always think the opposite like when i see people that are that are from from england or australia and they're and they're playing americans i always say like why couldn't they have just used their accent like this is a diverse culture why can't we just have an english person in this role like it i don't get it like i just don't get it i don't understand why why we do that
1: that's a perfectly good. Que- that's a perfectly good question, You're right? Because how come we can't have an Australian who's living in right? America? It, it just seems like kind of so weird. Dumb. Like, like I
2: think that every time I watch, every time I would watch Lost, and I would see this guy, I'm like, why couldn't he have been an Australian or an English person living in Atlanta? He doesn't have a he does he yeah. doesn't have a a, a a southern accent to begin with. So why why did they make him an American? Why couldn't he have been a, an import? Like I don't get it.
0: Well, but, but you guys are forgetting the fact that there's a, normally a script that's already fixed. And so when if I'm an agent and there's a character that basically is a Southern belle and I have a British actress, it's like, can you do an English accent? And she's like, y'all. I'm like, all right, go into, go into that meeting. <laughs> and then they send them in there because, let's face it, Australians and and, uh, and people from the UK, all those actors, they, they so seamlessly master our accents. We massacre theirs. The reverse. Yeah. I was gonna say exactly when when you flip it and reverse it, it normally does not go well. That's Missy Elliott. I know, coming. I was
2: like, Settle down over there, Missy Elliott. Settle down.
0: Flip it and reverse it.
1: <laughs> so what are you giving it, Done? Um I'm gonna give it a Netflix for children. Like I, I could see a child being interested in seeing this. Uh, if it was for B I would kill it, but it's it visually it looks so amazing that I, I can't say I would kill this. Like it's visually it's a really it's a really crazy yeah. trailer as far as watch it on mute, but there wasn't enough voices in it as much as, as much as they they're advertising all these famous voices. I didn't really get that that much from the story. I couldn't tell you what the story's about besides the fact that there are animals that are talking. So for me, I would kill it. But for my four-year-old daughter, I would give it a Netflix.
0: Wow. See, okay, we're on the same page. I was, the, the, this, I no story in this. Nor, the, normally you complain about the fact, and I complain about it too, that movie trailers give away the yeah. whole story. nothing. <laughs> and this is, they took our notes and they ran with it when they cut this trailer because I don't know anything <laughs> about what's happening you in see. this movie Look whatsoever. It might be a very compelling story. But as far as you're right, one thing you mentioned on that I, that I need, I want to recap. And go over again. Is you're right? Lion King was. We just had the Lion King, and it was a huge success. This movie is scheduled to come out in January. That'll be around the time. Uh, Lion King is already now available on. Uh, just came out on on Blu-ray, and so by the time uh, this movie comes out, I believe the Lion King will probably already be on like a, on uh, Disney Plus, if not Netflix. So we'll 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 have like a you know. I think already all of on our DVD. talking animal demands. Yeah, our, our, yeah, exactly. So our animal, our, our need for talking animals will, will be kind of, that that position will be filled in January, still by The Lion King. So I, I think that it's coming out way too soon after the huge success of The Lion King. Mm-hmm. And the idea of something looking really gorgeous now, isn't enough. Because of the CGI and how prevalent it is, you can have beautiful sweeping vistas of talking animals flying around, but that's everywhere. We're gonna have talking animals on Netflix. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, on HBO, with uh, uh his dark materials or whatever, so it's just it's gonna take. I need some more story than the idea that we're gonna see dark uh talking animals and it's gonna be pretty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> All right, co-host, <laughs> it's the time of my show where I get to ask you what was your favorite or least favorite thing about the week. All right, you're up first. Danger. Oh,
2: hey, I am. Well, um, I'm gonna go with least favorite, and I think my least favorite thing this week was um, Z- I got an email from Zappos. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if anybody else... Did you guys get an email from Zappos?
0: Uh, you know no, what's I... funny? I, I get emails from them all the time, but I have not checked my email, uh, so maybe I did. I don't know. I got
2: an email from Zappos. This is This is why this is my least favorite thing. The email from Zappos said that it was part of a class action lawsuit and that the class action lawsuit had been settled and in the settlement they were going to give me a whopping are you ready for this a whopping 10 percent discount off my next purchase so basically zappos was breached their data (laughs) yeah their data was breached in 2012 and the compensation that they're giving me for having my data breached in 2012 which by the way they never told me about okay so My data was breached in 2012. I didn't find out that my data was breached in 2012. But now in 2019, the compensation for my credit card information and all of my data being breached is I get to put my new credit card information into their system and buy stuff and get a 10% discount. Thanks, Zappos. I'm going to pass.
0: Oh, my God. Danger. I love what you said because I was going to say, wait a minute. So you're going to give them new information that they can now breach again?
2: (laughs) Oh my god! Like what? No, thank you. I'm gonna pass.
0: Wow, ten percent, ten percent
2: off of my next purchase.
0: (laughs) Wow, that's actually sales tax for me here. Oh, and and then
2: and then uh, the best part of all is it's not like whenever you make your next purchase, you need to make it within a certain date. Also, so (laughs) wow, thanks for nothing.
0: Wow. wow okay that's now that's my also least favorite thing <laughs>
1: right, what about you tone um my my favorite thing it has a has a, has a has a little gift inside of it, so it's like a little Russian doll so um today there was a lot of news that um the first ever all female spacewalk occurred uh, with um astronauts Christina Koch and Jessica Mir uh replaced uh a ba- a battery a faulty battery on the international space Station. Um, so you had two female astronauts outside doing a space uh, spacewalk, which is pretty epic. I'm not sure if you guys remember a couple months back. Um, It was planned that it would be an all-female crew also doing a spacewalk, but one of the suits didn't—they didn't have a medium that fit uh, one of the one of the astronauts, so it didn't happen. But it happened today, so it made history. Um, Sadly, yes, it was all over the news, but it wasn't—I don't think there was the excitement that I thought we would get. This this is something that's going to go down in history, and I'm just—I'm just a space nerd or anything in space I'm excited about. But the little gift that was inside this news was that they were reporting. That during um, during the spacewalk, after the spacewalk, the, Donald Trump, the president, actually had a conversation with the astronauts and he was congratulating okay. them on being the first women to ever do a mm-hmm. spacewalk. And funny enough, not only did these two women have to do a spacewalk, but they also had to gently correct the uh. president and, and, because they were not the first women to do a spacewalk. The first spacewalk took place by a woman in 1984 and it was a Soviet cosmonaut. And also, the first man to ever do a spacewalk was also a Soviet cosmonaut. So this is not the first woman. Women have been in spacewalking since 1984, but the president congratulated her being the first. So they had to, they had to basically. Um, Politely tell the president, um, a lot of women actually paved the way for us yes. to do this. Um, so it, it it was just great that even on even on a day like today, that's so epic. The president still couldn't get his facts right, and these these space astronaut women not only had to do their job and do the job competently and make history, but they also had to correct the man who couldn't even get the news right. So that w- that was kind of great.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they had to woman splain to oh. the president.
1: <laughs> space woman splain. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Wow.
2: Might I just say that um one of them is a local to me. So, yay.
1: Yeah, she's from she's in yeah, North Carolina.
2: She's from Jacksonville, North Carolina.
0: Hell yeah. Kevin. <laughs> All right. Um there there're a lot of least favorite things this week. I mean, there's way too many to list. Um uh, anyway, so I'm not going to even go there cuz just my rage will just be out of control you'll, so will be, be anger you'll be I'm going to be anger to...
2: menstruating
0: <laughs> I'm going to be in bombshell too so uh, electric boogaloo anyway so <laughs> For me, my favorite thing about this week is uh some of you may know that I have been doing a weekend box office countdown for the last few years on another podcast and I enjoy doing it so very much. Uh it's been an absolute blast. But what the good news is that uh the weekend box office is moving to a new home. It's actually coming here to Last Ooh. Weekly oh, and we're going to yeah. be calling it The Last Weekly box office and I could not be more excited about uh, counting down uh, the top 10 movies every single Monday, every single Monday morning, if you're if you're subscribing to us, you will hear it, it'll be in it'll be in your little mailbox it will be waiting for you to uh, push play. And not only will I be counting down the top 10 movies every week with a lot of snark, but oftentimes my co-host uh will be chiming in with their movie reviews of some of the top 10 movies and they won't be alone hopefully hopefully you will join in the fun and you will call in using the anchor app you will call in your review of uh one of the movies that's in the top 10 that particular week and uh you'll be a part of it all so i could not be more excited and that is absolutely my favorite thing of the week Woo! Yay. here here so, okay I, I hope I hope you guys join in and start listening every Monday. all right uh we can't cover every story that uh in the week as you know if you're if you, unless you're living uh under a rock you know there were a lot of stories uh-huh. this week and we fought tooth and nail to narrow it down to these four and it wasn't easy
1: it was a death match
0: <laughs> yeah feelings were hurt <laughs> eyes were blackened so <laughs> <laughs> anyway but we do want to talk about what you want to hear us talk about so you can let us know if there's a story you want us to recap uh or if you want to share your favorite or least favorite thing about the week we want to hear from you and there are a few ways you can do it you can send us a voice message like i said earlier using the anchor app just search for last weekly uh you can also uh follow us on twitter at last weekly and you can reach out to us on instagram we're at last weekly there as well or you can send us an old school email last weekly podcast at gmail.com and if you like to listen to us another way than other than the way you're listening to us right now tone how can they listen to last weekly
1: well they can also listen to last weekly on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can listen and watch us on YouTube. And our new home, which is wjmsradio.com. You can listen to us there every Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Eastern and every Friday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern. And we've made it really easy for you guys to check out all the places where you can listen to Last Weekly by going to lastweekly.com for all our links where you can listen to us. Kevin
0: okay and just because i'm on the west coast i'm gonna let, let my west coast friends know that you, <laughs> that um the pacific time for last weekly we are every sunday on wjms radio at 1 pacific and on fridays seven thirty pacific so check us out there's no no matter where you are in the world there's no excuse to not listen to last weekly i want to thank you so much for listening to this episode this is why we do it we do this we talk about these things for you guys because literally we can just we could have fights on Mm three-way calls we don't have to do this in front of microphones (laughs) we do it for you and if you guys keep listening we'll keep doing it so thank you so much for listening and supporting the show and following us on social media That means so much to us. So please keep subscribing and please keep following us on social media and keep listening. And listen to the next episode of Last Weekly because the week doesn't end. Say it with me, co-host. Until Until we say say so. so. Uh, One of these weeks, we're going to get it right. (laughs) Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye.